think is that enough? Give me some more. Y'all niggas want the wild shit? Give me some more. Yo, Spliff, where the weed at? Give me some more. I know y'all niggas need that. Give me some more. Even though we getting money, you could give me some more. With the cars in the big crib, give me some more. Everybody spread love. Give me some more. All right. It's rolling. Ah, uh, welcome to episode... What episode are we on? Seven. Seven. Wow. Lucky number seven. I can't believe we're doing another episode. I thought for sure I would have probably punched you out already and this would be over with. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely... Uh, <laughs> this is lasting way longer than I thought it would. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Between my lack of, uh, lack of attention span and uh, your will to always want to punch me for something I say. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, that's why you're the sidekick on the podcast. Anywho, uh, let's start this off. Let's get right to the uh, first things first. Let's do this tequila shot and get it over with because I lost hey. a stupid bet. So USC the bet, sucks. The bet was, what was it, two, about two weeks ago now? Oh, yeah. Darius, uh, Darius thought he could make a bet with me and win of the game of USC at Washington State and me being a huge Mike Leach fan, obviously took that bet. And let's – Washington State won, so we're gonna make Darius do this tequila shot on air. All right. Um. Well, here goes you're, nothing. Well, you're sounding a little sick too, so that might help. I'm not sick. I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of stuffed up, but I've been stuffed up every episode of the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's all my uh, smoke in the house. Probably my lungs are. I got secondhand smoke coming in the <laughs> house. So here we go. <laughs> Oh, that was rough. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I got the drips. Jesus. <laughs> that was brutal. Well, that ain't that bad. Uh, at least it was chilled and it was 1800 I might have to... Uh, you know what? I want. To, let me take a shot of that. No. What the fuck? No. <laughs> wow. Go ahead. I don't care. Here we go. Man, I haven't had this stuff in... This is the first time I actually had a drink in shit two months. Good for you, bud. Yeah, you know, two DUIs uh, kind of <laughs> stops your drinking habits real quick. <laughs> oh man, it's chilled. Shout out to uh, little David because that's what oh, that's, that's what he, the shit. That's the good stuff right there. That's what he got me for being in his wedding. <laughs> no, I've good. had that for a couple months now. I'm chilling the freezer. Well, speaking of uh, two DUIs, real quick, <laughs> I got my letter from Secretary of State. Uh, as soon as I go sign up, I got my license back. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. It would be so nice not having to uh, look over my back shoulder anytime somebody looks like a cop car behind me. Jeez, man. I can't wait to have you just come pick me up and take me places. I'm just going to go drive at like 2, 3 in the morning, <laughs> sober as hell, hoping that a cop pulls me over. Cody's going to be an Uber driver. <laughs> I wish, man. I ain't got else. I ain't, all I do is work and play 2K. Yeah, 2K. Um, let's get right into it. Let's go right to the first topic because we it literally happened right after we shot our last episode, which kind of sucks. I wish we would have got to it on the last episode, but um, for those who don't know, let's talk about a little bit about the Cam Newton and the reporter incident. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't get the big deal. Let me give the backstory. First things first. Uh, so post game interview, we Cam had a female reporter asked him about route running and the physicality of the routes being ran by his receivers and things like that. And he chuckled and he says he thinks it's funny that a woman is asking about route running. And he got a lot of backlash. He lost in a, a yogurt endorsement over his, yeah, his animal or something. Yeah. Da- <laughs> <Danimals. Cool. laughs> he lost gogurt. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no joke. How did you lose a sponsorship that I didn't even know he was a he was sponsored by them, dude? And they was like, "Oh, it's so sexist to him." No, okay, so that'd be like me walking to Ulta and asking which. Uh, right, you coming in there and asking about a certain foundation? Yeah, yeah. Like, which one should I use? Which one? and they'd laugh at me. Yeah, they'd laugh at you and say, "Wow, we're not we're not used to a guy knowing what." To get or whatever. Yeah, I have no idea what to get. I go in there to buy my girlfriend something. You know what I do? I'm saying, hey, here's a hundred bucks. Put it on a gift card, <laughs> <laughs> and I go give it to her. From the I, sounds, but I don't even know if a hundred dollars gets you much in there, anyways. Dude, my girlfriend has so many points in there. She gets stuff for free. With like, she's got like <laughs> thousands of points in Ulta. It's ridiculous. That place is the devil. But anyway, back to the story. It took another interesting twist. 
when someone uncovered all these racist tweets that the girl had, saying how her dad was a racist and racist jokes are funny. And then there was a tweet where she was basically flat out dropping the M-bomb. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they called uh, the, uh, she said a, she called somebody a bitch, you know, yeah. N word. And yeah, <laughs> I forgot who, when I was watching, but somebody goes, if you feel that comfortable dropping, you know, the bitch N word on your first time on Twitter or whatever, he goes, that, she has used it far more than that just that is time. Not her first time saying right. it. And yeah, it's a hundred percent sure. And she used the N I G G A. Oh, yeah. Terminology when she says it. So her and her friends probably say it joking all the time. And she probably hooks up with black guys. Oh, to be definitely. honest with you, she she sounds like a girl that lives on the east side of Jackson. Yeah, those yeah. are usually the only ones that say it as much. They say it like that. They probably went to East Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shame in the EJ. I'm not making fun of you guys. Oh, there's but, plenty of shame in oh, EJ. Oh, for sure. <laughs> They lost 62 nothing in football. Um, anyway, back to the story. So I feel if Cam Newton loses sponsors over that, she should have lost her job. That's See, that's tough because if it wasn't for her past tweets, which is what it's about, but if it wasn't for her past tweets, if she didn't use, if she didn't drop the bitch N-word in the tweets, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal because everybody tells racist jokes. I don't care what color you are. Everybody tells racist oh, jokes. Oh, do they? Yes. Oh. I think, I think the, some of the funniest jokes in the world are when black people make stereotypical white jokes about us. Okay, but that's different. Mm-hmm. It's both- different. It's Okay, so there's a difference between being straight racist or having those jokes because there's even there's black jokes that black people tell that's hilarious and even when white people tell them black people laugh at them because they're not trying to be degrading or nah, disrespectful i don't laugh i think about open hand smacking them every time i hear one there ain't no nothing funny about those jokes bud um and what she said oh we're driving through navajo country and my dad's being extremely racist that's oh racist. oh yeah no no that, yeah. yeah i don't care what what was said it's not funny. It's whatever. Racist jokes, whatever. She's a professional. Cam Newton lost a sponsor because he thinks it's funny that she's running routes. She should lose her job for saying the N-word. See, she's a think, reporter. First of all, I don't think Delete Cam... Delete the tweets. Yeah, I don't think Cam girl, should have lost his job... Or job. Lost a sponsorship in the first place. Just like I don't think that girl should lose her job for... What was it like? Four years ago, she tweeted that. Yeah. Once you once you become a professional, you got to delete your old account. I mean, I, I agree. If, if I ever we got, ever make it big off oh, this podcast, yeah, I got to delete social, my Twitter. My social media is gone. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I actually might let mine live just because I got some some pretty good ones with some celebrities coming at my neck. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I don't need. No, I don't need any of that because I've tweeted some depressing stuff. I've de- yeah. tweeted too much, too much I, shit that could just catch up to me in the end, and I don't need all that. I thought you were jumping off the ledge a few times on Twitter. <laughs> Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Now, Cody's going to kill himself a couple times. Not even joking. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't go that far with it. Sad and Fire is his Twitter name if you're looking for Fuck it. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I don't, I mean, okay, so the whole situation itself, outside of that fact, because, you know, it happened, whatever happened, happened, all that's done with. The f- two things I want to crack up about is one, they gave the sponsorship to uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> just because they didn't want to make it look like they were taken away from a black guy. They gave it to another black guy, which was funny to me just in general because that just shows that you didn't really give a shit at all. And you were just looking for, you know, you just went the easiest route and just said, oh, here's another black guy. We'll just make him the head of our sponsorship. But I don't understand the issue with it. He wasn't saying it as like a disrespectful thing. He didn't say like, you know, he didn't act like she was like some child that didn't understand it. He just said it was literally funny to hear a girl being able to talk about routes in depth like she was. Yeah, it just surprised him. It caught him off guard. And so if some chick walked up to me and, and I'm I mean, if I'm at a sports bar, and a chick walked up to me and sat next to me. was like, oh, did you see that go route he ran right there? Like she was like, oh, he did. He did a nice jab step before he took off. I'd be like, what? Excuse me. That's not sexist. I don't know. I I Shit, I don't even know. Yeah. So I don't even know a ton of routes. So, like, <laughs> if somebody came up to me just even naming off routes, I'd be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But, yeah, I get it. It's her job. But, 
there's plenty of people in that profession of journalism that has no idea about sports and the in-depth routes and the, you know, strategies and the playbook or anything into that, you know, how schemes are ran. So I get it. Granted, I mean, it's Cam Newton. I don't, that's what, I think that's another reason why I don't think it's that offensive is it's Cam Newton. Like nothing he's saying is, you know, on purposely trying to degrade you or anything. That's just him. Like whatever, but screw him anyway. I don't, I'm not a Cam Newton fan. I don't, he's an idiot. He's not, he's not part of the culture. I wish he'd have lost a stupid Under Armour shoe. I just hate Cam Newton, but anywho, Whatever. next topic. Let's talk about Jamel Hill being suspended again. again by ESPN. God, man. this. So give the backstory. From what I know, I didn't go too in-depth with it because I just, all I had to do was read a quick, quick you know, summary on the situation. Right. She tweeted out some tweets again. After, you know, she was, like, warned, hey, you know, watch what you say on Twitter. And basically ESPN was like, nope, now you're going to get suspended again for what you said. And I believe it was because she she didn't actually say people should boycott the NFL. It was if it bothers you that bad, then, yes, you should boycott. So I don't understand what the issue was behind it. Are you pulling up the tweets to actually? Yeah, I'm reading it. That's the gist I got out of it. She basically said, if you want to boycott the NFL, boycott it. If not, like, shut up, basically. No, basically, from what I'm reading is she was saying that players should boycott some of the, like, NFL advertisements and things like that. And then because of Trump. And they suspended her. And then, of course, our tough Mr. Tough Guy president comes out and has all this stuff to say about her again. I want to know why he doesn't keep that same energy and talk about guys like Marshawn Lynch, LeBron James. Those guys talk about him. He don't. He doesn't say anything about them. Uh, I think he. Oh no, because he did go after Steph. I think he picks and chooses. I think he knows who to go after and who's, you know, he knows ESPN's having issues with ratings and a lot of people are complaining about, you know, their involvement in politics and how left they've gone that I think he's, you know, he knows for his, he's a dumb person as a president, but as a PR and marketing guy, he knows what he's doing. That's the one thing he was the great. He's been one of the greatest people in the last 20 years to have his name constantly, in rotation of headlines or just in terms of media persona wise. Okay. PR marketing. He's an idiot. Don't he's, he's put his foot in his mouth more than, Oh no, no, no. I'm not saying what he says is, was correct or smart. I'm just saying the way he goes about things, he knows what's going to get attention and he knows what's going to get in his eyes ratings. Uh, he's, he's, I think worst. he's an idiot. Oh yeah. 100%. I think he just, he just knows how to market himself into the media, whether it's good or bad because he knows media sells. And whether it's good rep or bad rep, it's going to get him attention. And that's all he cares about. For the Jamil Hill thing, I'm happy she's sticking to her guns and her beliefs. But as a person from viewing it, I mean, I can't really be mad they suspended her because they warned her. I mean, you can't just do it. I mean, I've watched people on Twitter that are average Joes get fired from their jobs because of what they tweet. So I can't feel terrible that... She was warned and said, hey, basically, she said, we don't need no more controversy, all right? No, screw that. She shouldn't be suspended for this stuff. She's going to mess around and sue ESPN and win. What's she going to sue them for? Dude, they keep, they can't keep suspending her for this stuff. Like, I mean, he can, the, the president of the free world can come out and say whatever he wants about her, and she's not supposed to respond? I'm not saying that. The issue is... He's She's speaking out he on racism. He has nobody that works above him. So screw it. Screw him. I don't think she should be suspended. And if ESPN keeps rolling this way, maybe she should just leave the company altogether. That's what, then that's what I was going to get at. Maybe she should just go to Fox. Shannon Sharp can say whatever he wants. Shannon Sharp, though, has a way of putting things that doesn't come off to the point where you're – I don't think Shannon Sharp's ever called anybody the president or anybody that involved in a white supremacist. 
There's certain just certain trigger words you just can't use if you're a big time corporation. Hey, employee. newsflash, he is a white supremacist. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm if we were ran by some company, you know, that hired us to run this podcast, you better believe I'm not getting involved in anything, not speaking politically or anything. I am. I'm a, I'm never going to change the way I speak. I'm never going to change that. You got to deal with it. It comes with it. She's like I told you when we argued about this the first time. Yes, she's a sports journalist, but at, at the end of the day, she's still a journalist and a human being who can speak her mind about the situations. Like, I don't agree with her being suspended because of it. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Can you walk into your job and do whatever you want? I can tweet whatever I want. Maybe. I, I can have, guarantee you. I have been free for years. Yeah, but I've watched people on Twitter lose their jobs because of what they tweeted. I just, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the way she's being treated because of what she says at ESPN. Well, here's the thing is I think, and I think it's all a game and who will, we'll see down the road what happens, but all it is, is publicity. ESPN knows they're going to be talked about. Jamel Hill knows she's going to have more viewers because the people that don't normally watch are going to want to watch her or follow her and do all this stuff because of what's going on and what she's doing. And to me, that's why ESPN hasn't fired her. So she think, So you think what she's doing is a publicity stunt? No. I think she realizes it's gaining traction. I think what ESPN is doing is a publicity. Otherwise, they would let her go. They, I can I can promise you if it's the same thing that, you know, like Cowherd and Jason Whitlock and all those losers that left ESPN, it wasn't because... They weren't bringing in ratings. It was because they didn't get along, and ESPN said, "Sorry, you got to go." So why aren't they doing with this when it's even? It's to me, it's even a bigger countrywide issue of what's you know what they're what's being done, but yet they won't fire her. There's a reason behind it. I don't think she's doing it for publicity. I think ESPN's doing it because if they suspend them, guess what? Now you got the conservatives and you know he haul people saying good for them and, you know, that they are, you know, it's better in, uh, better in their eyes for ESPN to do that because, you know, of what she said. It is what it is, man. I just, I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't think she should be suspended. I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, it's not like she's lying. Right. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think your tweets are that bad. I don't think, I mean, the first ones were, as a sports journalist, I mean, working for a corporation like that, I don't know if I would have went about it that way. I mean, she can't because I get it. ESPN, Disney. Then that's the problem. If she worked for another Disney, company, Disney's a Walt Disney was a known racist. Racist. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. I get it. He's dead, and it has nothing to do with him. But I mean, it's still the good old boys running those companies. Yeah, and and it's just, I mean, once you get warned about it. You have two options. Either one, you can say, all right, you know what? I'll deal with it for now. Or two, you take this repercussion repercussions for saying what you said and knowing that you're gonna gonna have this happen. So I don't I don't feel bad because she knows. And I don't think she feels bad either. So I to me it's not a big issue. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, let's move on though. Speaking of the good old boys. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Pence walking out on the anthem of that, was it Colts-Niners game? Fuck that bitch. Man, I just think it's the funniest thing in the world because it was staged. He's such a fraud. So for those who don't know, there's this big story that came out that uh, what is, Pence went to a, a Colts-49ers game, and the 49ers players were protesting during the anthem. And he walked out saying that he would not be at a game where they disrespect the flag and our military personnel. It's all, And it, it came to find out that it was all staged and he had planned to walk out because of he knew that the guys were going to be protesting. And here's a newsflash for you. Pence protested, guys. <laughs> He walked out of a game during the national anthem. Yep. I mean, I don't think he realizes or understands for that matter. What he did is the exact same 
thing. Yeah, protest and a protest. Yeah. I mean, I was at the Lions game this past Sunday. Did you stand? Yeah, I did. I 100% did. Did you? Did Actually, no. I wasn't there for the anthem. Oh, uh, okay. We were just getting inside the. We were getting just getting inside the stadium. Do you know how many people I saw with hats on, standing in line, getting beers while the national anthem was going? How many? Tons. It was an ungodly amount of people. I just think it's. And those are the same guys that are probably booing when the Lions players are taking a knee. I'm absolutely so happy that I made that we missed the national anthem because that was my biggest worry about going to this game was how are people going to react? What would happen if I decided not to stand for the national anthem at the game? I, I was dreading that part as bad as it sounds, as bad as it sucks. I was dreading having to deal with the people in the arena. <laughs> there was a military guy that came out. They honored an old military personnel. I stood up. I clapped. It is what it is. I mean, I don't disrespect our military. I have no problem with the military. I 100% respect everything they do. But in the same breath, I don't know if, if we would have got there for the anthem. I might have not stood. I probably wouldn't have. And if I received any backlash for it, then so be it. But it's it was really, uh, like, I was nervous walking into the arena, like the stadium, which is crazy to me. That I, I was more nervous for the national anthem than I was for the, like, mm-hmm. the game. Like, I don't know. I just think with the whole Pence walking out, them protesting a protest are they just shows how they are a walking contradiction. It's just funny to me. Yeah, and that's the thing is, so all these, you know, a lot of the Trump supporters and all this are like, oh, they're creating a racial divide in our country. And it's like, your boy Trump and Pence just did that same exact thing and admitted it. But you don't hear anybody complaining because it's for America. Like, I don't I don't get it. How can you claim the NFL and its players are creating a racial divide, but your own president tells the VP to do the same thing and walk out and then create a more racial divide because he knows what's... First of all, they already knew they were going to stage this. And then two, he knew it was going to get media attention. That's why he had the media outside already waiting for him. So it's like, what was the point of it besides creating more of a divide? So if you're going to be consistent with that same type of philosophy, then you have to hate Trump and Pence for trying to create even more of a divide that you're already claiming that NFL players are starting. So I don't know. I, I think it's stupid, and it's just, God, man. You know, at least with Obama as president, the only thing you dealt with, I mean, it's not like easily dealt with, was just a bunch of racist people. Now you have to deal with racist people and an idiot at president that just starts controversy over nothing. So it's, and then it's, I mean, it's even more than that, but it's just like Obama at least had like a class, you know, with him that if he walked into a room, that dude, you could just tell like he was the most charismatic person and could dissolve situations. And we have Trump and Pence who literally their goal is to sabotage everybody's thinking and create more of a divide. Yeah. I mean, there's so much like tension with everything. You're walking on eggshells and it's, it hasn't been good for a while. This presidency has just made everything worse. I'm kind of just over talking about Trump and Pence. It's draining. It's exhausting. It's like, I might not, I might have to give him a nickname just so we don't talk about him on the podcast anymore. I'm over. Well, think about it. We started this podcast, what, eight weeks ago technically now because we missed the one week? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure every podcast has had something to do with Trump. Yeah. And it's not because, listen... I'm all about giving him the benefit of the doubt and giving him a shot at whatever. The problem is 
every week he proves me wrong and does something. <laughs> well, not that I have like a ton of faith in him, but I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know what? Maybe he sucks here, here, and here, but maybe he'll do this thing well. And every week he just shows that there's no reason to have a ton of faith in him in anything that he does because he's going to do the complete opposite of what you expect somebody with some sort of intelligence to do. Yeah, dude, he's he's a nutcase. He's a nut job. They're all... And it's not just him. It's the people that he's appointed into his cabinet and people that he's put into these high-ranking positions. And they're just... It's just like, where did he find these people? They're not smart. Like, and it's crazy to me. Like, I don't get any of it. Like, because they all come out saying the craziest stuff. And it's like... Why? Like, what What? What the hell did I miss? Where did he find these people? It's like, it's all the people that he hung out with before he became president that were a bunch of, like, yes-men to him and agree with everything he said. Now he puts them in office. He's firing somebody every other day because they realize he, they, these people realize we just got into a shitstorm with this guy, and he's, he's, he, a, he's a turd sandwich. Like, and he's literally treating it like a fucking reality show. Yeah. It's... He is. He it's definitely just draining, is. man, because, like, there's sometimes when we get ready to do this podcast, I look at all of our topics, and I'm like, God damn it. Like, we got to talk about this. Like, just seeing it throughout the week, and then you're like, I now I have to even talk about this more, and it's just every week there's something new. And that and the thing is, we take little topics compared to everything that he does every week. Yeah. We could make a whole podcast about what Trump does every week. Yeah, we could. I wouldn't be on the podcast, but we definitely <laughs> could. Um, let's talk about the owners voting on that subject of the play, for, trying to force the players to stand. Oh, man, that's another thing. I can't. Uh, Do we know go ahead. if anything's happened since that tweet of Schefter's? I don't know. I I, not, not that I've seen anything, but I don't know how they can vote because there's going to be a player that's going to be like, you know what? Screw you. I'm still going to sit. And I don't believe that the team is going to want him to not play. Like, for instance, say the Raiders. Marshawn Lynch really doesn't care what anyone has to say at this point or thinks. So they tell you you're going to get sus- you're going to have to sit if you sit for the national anthem. Mhm. Do you yeah, think Marshawn Lynch will sit down still? Marshawn Lynch is going to sit down no matter what. Marshawn Lynch, Michael Bennett, Martellus Bennett, those guys aren't going to really care cuz they don't believe that you're going to make them sit because they know they're good enough. The coach wants to win. He's going to look right past it. I, I just can't see that the NFL, if the NFL wants to fix this problem with the players sitting or kneeling for the national anthem, stop being greedy. Stop taking the money. Stop having the national anthem play before the games. It's a recruiting tool for the military, and the NFL's getting paid for it. There's literally no other reason for it to be done. Yeah, and so I don't know what will happen with it because, like we were talking about in the group chat, it's a union, so I still think even if it gets passed, it has to be approved by the players' union no matter what because I'm almost positive any rule changes like that have to be agreed upon. If not, it all comes down to Goodell because if the owners vote on it I and if it somehow passes, I don't believe – I really don't believe that a majority of NFL owner, owners are going to approve it. But if they did, I'm pretty sure Goodell would have to enforce it because it has to, like, suspensions and all that have to go through the NFL anyways. Well, And the NFL, all it takes is, like you said, all it takes is one or two guys to, you know, still sit or kneel or whatever they want to do, and they start getting suspended – and then the ratings drop more because what if it's a you know a top tier player like a Richard Sherman or something, you know what if you have half the Seahawks sit, then what? Now the only issue with that is, I'm pretty sure they can't do that. I'm almost positive you could 
take them to court if you got suspended for not standing because all they have to do is, if I remember right, all they have to do is say it's not part of their religion and you don't have to stand for it or do anything. But the only issue I have now is if this gets passed, you're going to see a lot of players standing because of that check. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. They'll stand for the check. But in the same breath, like, there's a lot of them that are pretty adamant in their stance on this that they're not standing. And either way, I think it's – I just want it to go away. I'm over it. Yeah. If you want, nope. to, so- if you want to solve it, either stop playing the anthem or leave teams in the locker room before until the anthem's over. That easy. Agreed. Agreed. But – so, anyway, since we're talking about Trump and talking about all this, you know, fun stuff of kneeling and everything like that, mm-hmm. I know you watched it. Yeah. Your boy. My boy. Yeah. Not Eminem. My, not my boy. Dropped a, uh, basically a freestyle on the BET Cypher, uh, little thing they do every year. For the hip hop awards, yeah. Yeah, and basically ripped into Trump, pretty much talking about everything we already talk about now. It wasn't really... Anything that we didn't know or any, like, just, I don't know, it was just basic topics that we talk about on the show here. The mo- what it, well, first, what would you think of it? Because I saw what you posted about it, so tell everybody what you thought about it. Man, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think it sucked. And I think it sucked real bad. And I, Eminem did the black power fist and all this stuff. He said a bunch of trash about Trump. The only thing that I thought was cool that he did was the part where he was like, well, if you're a supporter of Eminem and a supporter of Trump, I'm drawing a line in the sand and you make a, need to make a choice. I could just see some white kids' heads exploding. Well, yeah, because then, then he goes, and if you're having too tough of a time, I'll make it easier for you, you know, yeah, F you. you. Yeah. Those Make America Great Again hats those kids were wearing, their heads exploded underneath those hats. But in the same breath, I don't. Like, everyone's like, oh, he, it was the message. It wasn't the freestyle. It was the message he was delivering. No, you know what? We've heard that message. We've heard it from plenty of black athletes, black musicians. Jamel Hill's been suspended for saying it. I mean, everyone's like, oh, but it's nice to hear it from this a uh, different point of view, a white, and if more white, whatever, dude. I I don't care. It, it was cool to hear what he that he had to say this stuff about Trump, but YG had a song come out a year ago that said "F Donald Trump." There's plenty of other rappers and musicians that have put this man down. I don't. Who's Eminem? So, I thought it was pretty terrible, like, compared to what Eminem normally does, without a doubt. My favorite part was the, at the end when he told, you know, the Trump supporters pick a side and all that. Yeah. Um, I thought the very end, when he started talking about Kaepernick, was solid. I think explain, like, basically to show, you know, because here's the problem is you see a lot of average white people citizens saying, oh, you know, they respect the thing to kneel and all that. You don't really hear a celebrity that's white come out and be so, I guess, I mean, it, it's, you know, a, it's a cipher, so it's Eminem is going to be verbal anyways, but the way he went about it and trying to show the differences of why they're standing and, you know, that's why, he had, you know, how he added in, we love our military, we love our country. He did that to literally show people, like, See how see how easy it is to differentiate the two between standing for injustice and still loving that, and so I thought that part was, you know, solid on what he did with it. But I think overall, I don't know what he was trying to do because he was out of breath, which was weird to me because he sounded like he's just he hasn't rapped in years at all. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. My biggest my biggest takeaway from it, you know, what he could have done, he could have. The the only reason the Colin Kaepernick part was cool is because it basically denounced anything that you would think him and Kid Rock had. Yeah, that too. Yeah, because, uh-huh. I mean, he's standing with Kaepernick 
Obviously, Kid Rock is out here saying F Kaepernick at his little white trash country concerts with Confederate flags wrapped around him and things like that. Um, so that's what made me happy because Eminem's at a completely different end of the spectrum of Kid Rock. I don't think those two like each other. No, I saw something that somebody said the Kid Rock fired back at him or something. I'm like, oh, cool. What are you going to do, Kid Rock? Make a fucking terrible song about him? Yeah, drinking whiskey out the bottle. Yeah. And riding uh, around in my General Lee car. With I, thought, I thought it was cool because we haven't heard from Eminem in quite a while, at least. And it, you know, but I thought it was cool. I don't, I don't really like Eminem, his music and I just know. don't relate to his music, so I've never been a fan. But because I've never wanted to kill my mom and right, I think all that's weird. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. But anyway, it's just like LeBron though. LeBron came out, tweeted that thing towards Trump. You know, when you actually like, when you can tell somebody actually gives a shit and it's not, you know, yeah, he's doing it for the publicity because his new album's coming soon too. But that's the thing is like Eminem's always been controversial. Controversial, you know, there isn't a subject he doesn't touch and. I've seen people on Facebook saying, oh, he needs to stay out of politics. I'm like, what? There it is. That's the biggest thing. We He needs to stay out of politics, but you're going to let white trash Kid Rock run for Senate. Like, let's, let's, don't, don't tell me what he needs to stick to. Like, that's the thing though. Okay. So get this. This is the greatest thing I ever thought, like seen. So these, you know, woo, we're going to make America great again. People, you know, they're like, oh, stick stick to sports or stick to music or stay out of politics. Yet your hillbilly ass is also talking politics. So because these guys are famous, they're not allowed to talk politics, but your backwoods sleeping with cousins family can speak about politics all they want. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I never got that argument when the average Joe says, you know, stay out of politics, yet there's their Facebook wall flooded with politics stuff. I just don't understand how one person has the right to talk about politics and the other doesn't just because one's famous. Man, it's it's people like it, I guess. It's cool. People are getting the message. I didn't personally think anything special of it. It was... It had moments like it was cool that he said he was with Kaepernick. It was cool that he drew a line in the sand and all his Trump supporting white fans need to figure out if they like him or not. But other than that, it's like, whatever, dude. It's not stuff we haven't heard. The fantastic for racism and orange lines. Yeah, there were some bad lines in cool. there, man. Nice scheme, bro. I mean... I don't know. I'm and I want to know where he was going with it because I have a theory, but you know when he gets ready to say something about a girl's mouth or something? I feel like, and I may be thinking too much into this because I was, like, confused at why he started to say and then stopped. Like, almost Got a like, hot coffee pot to dump on Donald Trump's lap. I'm like, what? Like, this guy out of here. This out of here, dog. But you know what I'm talking about when he starts to go in, like, for a two-sentence, like, he says something about a girl's mouth or something, and he goes, no, I'm not going to go that route. Yeah. I don't know if he was, like, trying to diss Trump, like, saying, like, because of the whole grabbing by the, you know, if he was trying to, like, reference that or, like, reference the fact that he's not trying to be like him anymore and be offensive on purpose. I don't know. The dude has a daughter in college now. Maybe he's just, maybe he realized women are... Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I, just I don't, don't know. know why he started it and then stopped it. It made no sense. Maybe he just. I mean, unless it was like some of it was off the top, and he, you know, had that originally written down and was like, "Nope, I'm not going to go about that." It wasn't off the top. Um, but I mean, I'm, some of those lines had to be. No, it wasn't. There was there were some pretty bad lines in there. Yeah, but that's Eminem. <laughs> that's Eminem. He's been like that for years. He's rapped. I about feel like the opening lines was he literally thought it before they turned the cameras nah, on. I don't. It's, yeah, dude, it's all it's all stage, man. Eminem has been weird and rapping really bad for years. Like I've listened to, he's been on a couple Big Sean songs where he said things, and I've listened to a whole verse, and I was like, wow, he literally didn't talk about anything. 
Like, I'm fairly certain he said something about raping Jamie Lee Curtis with a manhole cover on one of the most <laughs> recent songs that I heard yeah. from him. But, anywho. Speaking of old people yeah. <laughs> and losing their uh, <laughs> losing their abilities, um, that Mike Ditka thing, man. Jesus. Mike Ditka says fires. He, for those who don't know, Mike Ditka says fires. He knows there hasn't been any oppression in 100 years. Hundred years there hasn't been any oppression. I don't think Mike Ditka is aware that what was it? Maybe he's got to have dementia. Six, yeah, CTE for sure. He definitely, <laughs> he took way too many blows to the head. Was it sixty? Sixty years it was like ago, sixty or seventy, something like that. Schools were still seg- segregated. There were still blacks to the back of the bus. I mean. What? There was wa- separate water fountains. Yeah, it's just one of those guys, and I don't. I I think he's a good old boy, be, man. It's got to be dementia, man. No, it's, it's to really think there wasn't a hundred years of oppression. Like I feel like he said that, and then after he got done, somebody was probably like, "Did you really say a hundred years?" And he was probably like, "Shit, you're right. I'm an idiot." No, I don't think he said that. I don't think, I think he honestly believes it. I might. Yeah, he does. There's no, you're right, I'm an idiot to it. He's blind to it. He's an old, good old boy from probably, where's Ditka from? I bet Ditka's from the South. I don't know. Uh, Well, okay, he coached in Chicago, so. That doesn't mean anything. Well, no, I'm saying you would think Chicago being. What? For the most part, a black city. You would think he would have realized it. Do you think he it. ever? Do you think he ever had to deal with the black part of Chicago being a, a NFL coach and being rich? No, no. But he was an NFL coach and had athletes on his team and so players what? that were black. So what? Half of these owners have black players on their team, and Jerry Jones is still trying to punish guys for for, for sitting for the anthem. Most it's a slave owner mentality in the NFL with these owners and things like that. Mike Ditka, that's why he's not on ESPN anymore. He is not a He's from Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And from from the looks of it, he's from let's see. Looks like he's from like suburb area. And from what uh, Lewis was telling me, because he grew up in Pittsburgh. It's right he, across the border from Ohio. Like He said uh, he said the inner parts, like the major city of Pittsburgh, is very open-minded and none of this, like, racist stuff. He said the suburbs, he goes, he, as he goes, the suburbs are literally, like, down south thinking. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, you go to Put-in-Bay, there's so many people from Pittsburgh down there, and the guys have... A very southern kind of hee haw vibe to him. They're, they're, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I mean, whatever. Maybe I'm wrong, but Dick, uh, I mean, I can't imagine him ever hanging out with his black players or black teammates or anything. Mike Dick is another good old boy. So, I mean, take it how you want. I don't think he thinks he was wrong. I see the. There's something online that says he apologized, but that's just probably somebody from his PR. Yeah. Throwing an apology out there. He's a joke. I mean, the only reason I think he has to think he's an idiot when after he said it was just for the fact that, like, even just saying it out loud, you're just like, that can't be accurate at all in terms of just laws. You know, not in terms of actual, like, what you see on a day-to-day basis, just laws and, you know. The guy's not smart, man. What do you expect? It's a CTE, man. CTE is a major issue right now. You've got Mike Ditka forgetting that there's been oppression in 100 years. Aaron Hernandez killing himself. I mean, what more do you want? (sighs) Let's not talk about this stuff. Yeah, let's let's, let's talk get, about uh let's talk about getting the football. Let's get into a little bit of football. Let's, let's start off with uh your boys. My boys. How'd that game go Saturday? Did you guys win or lose? Well, I mean I, we I lost. didn't watch it. We lost. Okay. You knew we lost. Yeah. Get, get that little shit eating <laughs> grin off your face before I come across this little stand and deck you. 
Harbaugh sucks. No, he doesn't. I mean, there was a lot of bad play calling. They're playing with a backup quarterback. Starters out for the year. And as I told you last week, O'Corn played really, really bad against Indiana last year and his start against the starter he had against Indiana. So I was nervous for the game going against Michigan State because it's a rivalry game. It was a night game, and Michigan State had film on the guy now. It wasn't like they didn't have a week to prepare for him. He, he did not play well. There was really bad play calling in the game. Michigan turned the ball over five times. And with all that being said, still had a chance to win the game. Hats off to Michigan State because they did what Michigan State does. They play you tough. And late in the game, I mean, and then they just slow the game down and make you play at their pace for three and a half quarters. I mean, because they scored two early touchdowns and then didn't do anything with the ball the rest of the game. But neither did Michigan. Michigan State's defense was phenomenal. But, I mean, who's to say that it's even – I don't know how good it is really because Michigan's offense is really, really bad. There's – I've been saying it for weeks. There was things they needed to clean up offensively, and this was the week that it showed that they hadn't figured it out. For them to play this bad off a bye week, though, I mean, it is kind of alarming because they have a game this week against Indiana. Not that I mean, I mean, once they lose to Michigan State, I lose interest, so I'm not going to even probably pay attention to the game. It sucks, but in the same breath, I mean, it's probably what they needed. Maybe they'll take the training wheels off the offense because, I mean, they didn't take any shots downfield against this team. They didn't take shots downfield. They ran a draw on third and seven with five minutes left. There was really bad play calling. The O-line has regressed every week since the Florida game. Um defensively they still like I said their defense is going to keep them in games all year and once again it did five turnovers and it kept them in the game I for all these Michigan fans out here that are delusional that are calling for Jim Harbaugh's head you've got to be kidding me I mean he's got the same record Brady Hoke had at this point in their careers but I remember the last season with Brady Hoke. I remember how miserable of a year that was. And this isn't that. Offensively, they are struggling, yes. But defensively, I don't know if there's three teams better than them defensively in the country right now. The game, having it at night, didn't help having it in the rent. I mean, we might've won the game if we played it during the day. I mean, there was a lot of like every time they made a play, they turned the ball over. It was just state made hell of state players made great plays. Kyrie big guy had a great game, led state in tackles. Lewerke didn't turn the ball over. Really? He, he should have had a couple turnovers. There was, the, the bounces went state's way. I mean, because there was a muff punt that a guy ran backwards and miraculously caught for state. There was Michigan had a touchdown call back on a holding play. Honestly, with five turnovers, they had the ball with a chance to still go down the field and try and win the game. McDoom dropped a pass. That would have got him in really good field position late in that drive. Came down to a Hail Mary. Didn't turn out the way Michigan wanted. Does it suck? Yes. Absolutely. Because I hate losing to Michigan State. I hate losing altogether, though. But that's my spiel on this weekend's game. That's all I have to say on it. Cody's going to tell you that Harbaugh sucks, which I 100% don't agree with at all. He's going to come with some fabricated stats here saying how this is the worst Michigan offense in all these years. But I remember the offense with Fitzgerald, Tucson, and Devin Gardner. 
And it was really, really, really bad. But go ahead. Actually, I'm not just going to say too much. It's just I didn't watch the game because, I, like I said before, I was going to watch two D3 offenses play, and that's what it looked like it was. But, no, our ball's always had bad play calling everywhere he's went. The only thing that saves him is if he has a talent that's better than the other team, he, they execute better. That's well, the only way Harbaugh's, ever, Harbaugh's offense has ever done well is when if they execute 100%, they beat everybody. The problem well, is... Well, I mean, that's, that's... That's football, but... That's football. But the problem and is... It he, comes down to quarterback play. But he runs the most boring, predictable offense, and he has, even at Stanford. But he had a quarterback that could make plays. The issue is he doesn't have a great quarterback right now, but as a coach, you're supposed to adjust to that. You have to figure out ways to win games, and it doesn't look like he's made adjustments. It looks more like he's playing scared so, than making adjustments towards it. Well, I mean, you didn't watch this game because they definitely made adjustments because the first two drives of the game, Michigan State moved the ball. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying defensively. No, not, they I, made I think their defense is great. What adjustments could he make for John O'Corn to turn the ball over three times? To me, if you turn the ball over that many times, you just get them out of there. Who are you putting in? Don't care. Point? We Throw somebody off the crowd. When a guy plays that bad. You can't just. I mean, I get it. He played bad, but you can't just throw in a new quarterback because that doesn't make things better. Couldn't make things any worse. I mean, it could have. What? They would have still lost. I mean, they could have lost worse. Loss is a loss. I mean, you're absolutely right. A loss is a loss, but you can't just throw after in. Seeing, after seeing some of the highlights from the plays, not, or not highlights, but like just quick game summary, like recaps of the game. When a guy's playing that bad, man, you just take him out. I, I mean, I'm that type of person where if he's not your normal starter and he sucks, put in somebody else. You, you can't. Get I lose. mean, because it, it it really wouldn't have mattered because. Well, it's not like Lewerke was having a great game throwing the ball. It was the weather, too. You got to take that weather into play. It was a downpour in Ann Arbor. Yeah, but did O'Corn look any good before the weather? There was no point where there wasn't the weather. Uh, I thought till halftime it, was, it didn't start raining there. I mean, it was raining before halftime. Was it? Yes. I, I just remember that storm coming, and I thought it was after halftime is when it hit. I mean, the, it, it's the, I mean you got to take the weather into account. Michigan State's defense played well. O'Corn, I, I don't think. Throwing, I don't want to throw Peters into a game that they're playing that bad because then you could ruin your quarterback of the future by putting him in something like that and shaking the kid's confidence because the offensive line wasn't holding up well either. I don't know. I just think, like you said, they didn't take any shots downfield, apparently. So that's number one issue. I mean, I get it. O'Corn's nothing to be proud of, but I mean, but he's but he's but you got gotta an, but you gotta got make arm. yeah you gotta take shots if you're gonna win a game. And that's what I'm saying is I, it looks like Harbaugh from this from the clips and stats and from what people like you have said, it sounds like he's playing way too conservative. Like he thinks that O'Corn is that bad of a quarterback that he doesn't even want to try to run that offense around him at all. Well, we'll see because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do something because it's not gonna work playing this way. No, if they it's, keep O'Corn in and they keep playing like this, huh, they might go two games over 500 because that defense is good, but not good enough to beat the good teams. Uh, I mean, so it'll be more than two games. They go eight and four because they, I only see them lose. If you got Wisconsin still, yeah, Penn State, Ohio yeah. State. That's it. Who's the other team? There is no other team. No, Indiana's not that good this year. No, and we got. Yeah. And we'll, we'll beat Indiana this weekend. Yeah, that's all they got left. And they don't the, play Iowa, and Iowa sucks. But I mean, I yeah, Iowa's not good. Um, yeah, the offense is bad. Defense played amazing all game. I think Michigan State did. I think Michigan State, man. I'll tell you what, they're playing a lot of young guys too. <laughs> and granted, they're from the from the stats and stuff. They didn't look good, but. To go into Michigan and win, that's still pretty impressive for a team that looked lost out on the field against Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, they played well. I give them every I give them the credit for the win. They won. A win is a win. I don't know how good either one of those teams really are, though. Because, like I said, Michigan's offense stinks. 
So, I mean, Air Force's defense looked good against Michigan's offense this year. And if it wasn't for a punt return, that game was closer than it should have been. Um, Cincinnati's defense kept Michigan in check. Michigan scored two pick sixes in that game. I mean, if we'll see. I mean, it, the t- they have another test this week because Indiana is no slouch. They gave Ohio State a game for a half. So we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. But let's move on. Let's let's get to the NFL. Biggest story out of the NFL this weekend, OBJ's ankle injury. Yeah, he's done for. Done for the year. How many fantasy teams do you have him in? One. The $100 league, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, looks like you'll be done with fantasy football after this year. Yes, 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 yes. But, I mean, positive note for me, not for him. I mean, because he has seasoning. <laughs> I was to say, what is the positive that he doesn't have to play for? Uh, doesn't have to play with Eli right now? Jesus, are Giants gonna go zero and sixteen? I hope so, dude. I was just looking at their schedule. Okay, so here's their schedule for the rest of the year. They have Denver. They go to Denver. They have Seattle. Then they have their bye. They have two games that I think are winnable. For the rest of the year, they play the Rams at home and they go to San Francisco. After that, they play Kansas City. They go to Washington. They go to Oakland. They play Dallas. They play Philadelphia. Then they go to Arizona. If they don't beat the Chargers or the 49ers, they might go 0 16. Who's their week 17 team? The Air, Cardinals? Week 16 is Arizona. At Arizona. Do you think yeah. Eli's going to... I was st- trying to think of it, if, if they were going to be a play... If uh, they played a playoff team in those, like, last week or two that, you know, maybe, they'll go, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll go up against their bench players, but Arizona's not making the playoffs, and Philly ain't going to bench their players against the Giants. No. Especially if they have a shot at making them go 0-16. I mean, they got two chances to win. They're not beating Kansas City. I don't think they're going to win at all because they have no running back. And OBJ is going to be gone for the season. And Brandon Marshall's out for the season now. And Sterling Shepard got hurt. But I think he's playing. So at what point do we say, let's sit Eli. Tank for Wiggins. (laughs) Tank for Wiggins. They're tanking for Josh Rosen, man. I see them taking uh, your boy out of USC just because it's the Giants. They're not taking Darnold. But then the Jets... They, ha- like, they, like, a, they like taking guys that throw interceptions a lot. The Jets are 2-2, two and two, man. They have the same records as the Patriots. The Jets are the team that was supposed to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Yeah, that surprised me. But maybe Josh McCown's just a, uh, you know, an underrated quarterback in the league. No, he's not. Hey, he's taking on the two to two. Their defense is really good. Defense is really good. I went to uh I mean, they've had the fortunate luck of playing a couple bad teams. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. I mean, it's not like the I mean they're not terrible teams, but outside of Cleveland, Cleveland's terrible. Um, but I mean Miami, Jacksonville, Oakland, and Buffalo, all of those outside of Oakland. To me, before the season, I would have told you those are winnable games. Jacksonville's really good this year, man. You see how bad they beat up on the Steelers? Yeah, and I can't. I don't. Uh, is big is I'm, Big Ben done? Yeah, he's done. He he's got CTE. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta quit saying that. You know what I think of every time I hear CTE? Corporate Thugs Entertainment. Jesus. And that Young Jeezy's record label CTE. <laughs> Isn't it? I'm fairly certain that's Jeezy's record label. <laughs> no, that can't be it. I swear it is. I got to look it up now. <laughs> Anyways, it makes me so mad because imagine if Jacksonville had a good quarterback and Allen Robinson was healthy. 
That team would be a playoff team easily. Young Jeezy's record label. CTE World. Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Ah, man. What were you talking about? I'm sorry. I, I got off subject. To go that if Jacksonville had a good quarterback and if Allen Robinson was still healthy. And if Jacksonville signed Calvin Kaepernick. Yeah. Super Bowl. Dude, that defense is legit. They picked up. Dude, everything I've been reading. Stephen A. said Big Ben needs to retire. He has not looked very good, man. Maybe they're taking for Darnold. <laughs> they should just draft Lamar Jackson. They need to do something. Let him sit for a year. Let Big Ben play one more year. They're right now. They're in probably one of the, honestly one of the easiest divisions in football right now. You think so? This year, uh, Baltimore looks garbage on offense. Cincinnati, who knows which one's going to show up that this week? And then Cleveland looks. <laughs> it's Cleveland. So I mean, you have you pick the one year to be terrible in your division that the rest of the teams are struggling as well. Why is J.J. Watt always hurt now? I don't really got it. I was trying to think of something clever, and I got nothing, man. Maybe oh, put the man. team on his back. I don't know. Dude, it's crazy. He's always hurt. Probably had to stop taking HGH. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would make sense. I don't know, man. He's uh he's out for the season this year and out for the season last year and maybe it's time for him to hang it up. His little brother's better than him anyway. <laughs> uh man. Yeah, he's not gonna have any uh that dude's gonna be riddled with joint pain the rest of his life now. You think so? He's like six seven, three hundred pounds and is like hurting every joint in his body every Didn't year. Did he break his leg? Yeah. This year, you talking about last year? This year, he broke his leg. Yeah. I'm fairly certain. Last year was a back injury. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's virtually done. Um, it's gonna be sweet to see OBJ out in uh, California playing for the Los Angeles Rams in the next year, the year after. He's not gonna resign with the Giants. No, I don't think so either. I he might though. He's not. The only reason he would is because of that New York City nightlife. But he can go play in Los Angeles. It's going to be between New York, L.A., and Miami area. Nah, I don't think it'll be Miami. I mean, he might go to Jacksonville or something. But nah, if he went there, it'd probably be Miami, though. But that's what I'm saying is, like, it's going to be He's going to go those. play with his buddy Jarvis Landry. Yep. Why not? Yeah. Then then Jay Cutler will really be able to throw Jay Cutler, for, like, 108 yards this Jay that, Cutler's that, that not going to be in the NFL next year. Bro, he looks terrible. He's god-awful. Like, he, I thought he was – I thought he looked bad at the Bears – he looks like he's never played football. Dude, I just, I swear, every time I see him standing in a shotgun, I just imagine a cigarette in his mouth in the shotgun. Yeah, it's bad. But um, we, we got to start wrapping this I was up. Just gonna say, we got to wrap it up, man. We went an hour, over an hour already. And I don't, know if, I don't know if anybody wants to even listen to us for an hour. No, probably not. Well, I guess we should talk about a little bit this last thing. We'll get to this last one. This, the, the U.S. not qualified for the World Cup. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, let's let me specify because I've seen nothing on Twitter, everything on Twitter about it. The men didn't qualify. Yeah, the women qualified. The men didn't quali- qualify for the World Cup for the first time since like 1986. I blame Trump, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Re- was I blame Trump and CTE. Jesus, CTE, Corporate Thugs Entertainment. <laughs> The snowman Can't ban the snowman No but I uh, You were telling me earlier There was this theory out there That Mexico threw their game To keep the US out of The World Cup because of Donald Trump Yeah I don't know I don't know how true it is I didn't even look it up to see like if it could even be accurate I don't know if it was just like a joke tweet or not But I've seen somebody say that Mexico lost on purpose to and I guess the reason uh, if if they lost or whatever if they didn't beat the team they were playing the U.S. wouldn't get in and somebody said that basically the Mexico threw the game because they hate Trump so much that they wanted to screw over the U.S. I mean I find that really hard to believe that a, a national soccer team would throw a game just because they don't like somebody else's president. No, but screw then again, him. See, but then again, it's we're trying to build a wall to keep them out of the country. Say, the world we live in, now, and they who want knows? us to pay for it. 
I mean, we want them to pay for the wall that we're building. You don't think they throw a soccer game to keep us out of the World Cup? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to believe it's true because that would be hilarious. Ah, man. It, it's true in my mind. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I don't know. They lost to what? Trinidad? Trinidad, Tobago. Trinidad, James. They lost to Trinidad, James. Like, how do you lose to them? I don't know. I, I'm I don't even just... watch soccer, but the fact that Trinidad beat the U.S., I just know that's not a normal thing that happens. Well, Kim, I'm surprised they could feel the team. Uh, aren't they one of the islands that probably got hit by a hurricane? Jesus. I don't know. I got to quit making jokes. It's time for me to get out of here. Um, It's late. We did this one a little later than normal. Cody's dog's still fat. Yep. Um, Episode seven. Seven. Don't take this personal. Don't take... Nope, you had it right. Don't take this personal. <laughs> First time I ever said it right. You guys have a good night. I'm out of here. If you're driving in your car, thanks for listening. This is Darius. All right, let's go to you. See ya. Yep. <laughs>